Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. As always, I'm going to start with a few quick shout-outs. First, thanks to Matt B. and Christina C., who messaged me with really kind words of support. If you love The Modern Manager, or if you have suggestions for how I can improve it, please let me know. All my contact info is on my website, mamieks.com. Next, welcome to Jason A., Kimberly J., Andrew K., and Diane D. to the Modern Manager community on Patreon. It is wonderful to have you. For those of you who are new to the Modern Manager podcast, welcome, and I hope you'll check out the community on Patreon. When you join, you'll receive exclusive content, including the full guide that accompanies this episode, plus additional perks like group and private coaching and more. You can learn all about it and join at patreon.com slash modern manager. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash modern manager. Whenever I offer a guide, I always offer a free mini guide. So there's one for this episode available at mamieks.com slash podcast dash zero one one. And if you subscribe to my newsletter, it's already in your inbox. Okay, now for the good stuff. This week, we are talking about enjoyment. Now, this might seem like a strange or silly concept to think about enjoying your job, but there's a famous saying that goes something like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And when I was looking this up, there are actually numerous versions of the saying, and they're attributed to many different people, but the concept was the same. When you find that intersection of skill and challenge combined with a sense of meaning, some fun, and a bit of autonomy, Work becomes fulfilling and enjoyable. Now let's get to it. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Enjoyment is not the same as happiness. I know that. But when people are enjoying their work, I would venture to say that they typically feel a sense of happiness. I know at least I do. So in Sean Aker's TED Talk on happiness, he explains how when the brain is in that positive mode, it's more intelligent, more creative, and more productive than when it's in neutral, negative, or stressed mode. Every business outcome they studied showed positive increases when the brain is happy. Now, we can't make people happy, and that's definitely not your job as a manager, and it's not the goal of work. But throughout history, people have been finding ways to make their work more enjoyable. Women would sing as they wash clothes, people would chit-chat as they assemble items. And what's important to note is that these didn't make the work itself any different, but the experience of that work was transformed. As a rock star manager, you can look for ways to make work more enjoyable. But how do you do that? Well, let's start with finding meaning and purpose. When you know why you're doing what you're doing and how it will make a positive difference, work becomes much less dreaded or just boring. I love cooking for friends and family, but when it's just me, I would rather eat cold leftovers than make a whole new meal. The activity itself didn't change. In both cases, I'm talking about cooking a meal. But the purpose or the impact of that cooking is totally different. In the first situation, I get to feed other people, and I can feel a sense of satisfaction from that. In the second, I'm feeding myself, which sadly is not nearly as inspiring or motivating. But when we apply this to work, 
Well, for some individuals, teams, and organizations, meaning or purpose are crystal clear and explicit. But that's not always the case. And when purpose is fuzzy or not compelling, it's not nearly as easy to feel that sense of fulfillment. So let's break this down, starting with the organization. Do you know what your organization's purpose is? Can you state it in a sentence? At Meteor, our purpose is enabling individuals and teams to thrive at work. So whether we're directly working with a customer or posting a tweet or scheduling a meeting, it is all in service of helping people thrive at work. Now for the team level. What purpose or mission does your team have that helps you contribute to the organization's purpose? Are you growing the number of people touched through sales? Are you ensuring safety for people in the environment through regulation of products? Or bringing new innovations to life that are more effective as part of a new product team? Or keeping the financials in order so the organization can keep running? Linking your team's purpose to the organization's purpose gives you that line of sight that what your team achieves matters. And then there's the individual level. How is what you personally do every day contributing to the team and therefore the organization's success? If you're an accountant or an administrative assistant or a social media marketer or a graphic designer or a salesperson or any other role, can you connect the tasks and responsibilities that you have to the success of your team and then the organization? All of these three types of connection of purpose give you a sense of meaning and fulfillment in your job. If you don't see how your work matters or makes a difference, it's really hard to feel like you have a purpose and that coming to work is something bigger and more important than just you. Now, if you don't know what your organization's purpose is, go ask. And if you don't know what your team's mission is or you haven't taken some time to create a team mission statement, do it. And if you can't connect clearly how each person's role on your team connects to something bigger, to the team's purpose or to the organization's purpose, Take some time and work with each individual to help them see that line of sight and draw connection. I have tips and suggestions for how to do all of these in the guide. Now, next up, let's talk about that delicate balance of skill and challenge. When something is too easy, it becomes boring. And when something is too hard, it becomes stressful. So ideally, your work is that perfect balance between the skills that you have and the amount of challenge that feels exciting. What's hard is that that balance is different for each person. It really depends on your existing skills, your learning agility, the tasks you're being asked to do, your past experience, the supports available, and on and on and on. One thing you can do to help find that balance for each of your team members is to find out if they're a rock star or a superstar. And I'm going to quote these from Kim Scott's book, Radical Candor, where she describes two types of mentalities, the rock star and superstar. Kim says that rock stars are all about stability, hence the rock in their name. They're not currently interested in career advancements or promotions, whereas superstars are all about upward growth and mobility. Promotions and new opportunities may be exactly what they're looking for. Kim describes these modes as something you can move between, that there are times when you're in superstar mode and really interested in fast growth, and then maybe you have a new baby or you just get worn out and need a break or you really fall in love with what you're doing and you don't want to be switching it up. And that's when you move into rock star mode, where you can be on a slower growth trajectory, but really building your expertise and doing a kick butt job with the work that you have. Now, the issue is that if we don't know if a colleague is in rock star or superstar mentality, then we guess and we might be guessing wrong. The same circumstances or opportunities or offers are interpreted totally differently 
by rock stars and superstars. Superstars have a bigger appetite for challenge. They may be looking for new opportunities to show off their skills or try something new or take on more responsibility. Rock stars tend to prefer doing what they do incredibly well and refining their skill. So one person I know was stressing over asking a team member to fill in for her at a client meeting. It was a big ask, and it included this person traveling to the client city and presenting as the lead, which he had never done before. She had total confidence in her colleague that he could do it, but she didn't want to impose it on him. And when she finally worked up the courage to ask if he was interested, he was overjoyed to have a chance to take the lead, and the travel wasn't even an issue. Now, had she known that he was in superstar mode, had she spoken with him in her one-on-ones about what he hoped in his career, she would have saved herself a lot of stress about whether she should ask him. But even more importantly, she could have identified opportunities for him to take the lead much sooner because those were the kinds of opportunities that were aligning with his growth aspirations. All right, third factor is the element of fun. The Great Place to Work Institute gathered data from the organization's 1 million person research database and revealed that, quote, great companies consistently earn significantly higher marks for fun. And fun comes in many different forms, humor, playfulness, actual play, but it's all getting at the same thing. Work can be stressful, and when we're stressed out, we don't do our best work. So creating a lighter atmosphere helps bring out the best of each of us. Here are a few examples of how to bring some fun into your workplace. Number one, finish the workday early and go out every once in a while. Explore your neighborhood. Try ice cream parlors or bars or whatever you have nearby. Just get out of the office and do it during work hours, not at six o'clock when everybody's exhausted, but maybe for a lunch or you know, at four o'clock and end the workday a little bit early and just go have some fun together. Number two, decorate your workspace. Is there a theme or a topic that your team really enjoys? Are you guys all into Game of Thrones or The Simpsons? I don't know. Or for the holidays maybe, but if you're going to decorate for the holidays, be sure to be sensitive to various religious practices because you want to make sure you're still creating an environment that feels inclusive and Holidays, you know, some people have emotions around them, but it can be really fun to bring in some holiday decoration or just any kinds of decoration to make the place feel warm. Now, if your team is virtual, you can still do a form of decorating or sharing photos on your theme inside the chat app that you use or however you collaborate virtually. I know one team that is geographically dispersed that has this ongoing joke about water features like fountains, waterfalls, and other water elements in buildings. Anytime someone sees one, they snap a picture and then they message it to the whole group. It's an inside joke for the team that is just for fun. It has no other real purpose. Number three, share silly things that are conversation starters. Do you remember that photo of the blue slash gold dress that was going around a few years ago? People were heatedly debating what color it was online. Well, someone in our team posted it on our Slack channel and our whole team weighed in and we were arguing with a wonderful smile on our faces. Was it blue? Was it gold? The same thing happened with a speed typing test. Someone shared a free typing test link and we all were competing for the fastest speed with the least errors. And one time we even had a push-up contest. The woman who won got 75 push-ups and then stopped because it was taking so long. In each of these examples, It's not like it took a lot of time, but it was just a fun distraction, something that was 
team building in these small ways that made us all come together and have a little fun. Okay, lastly, I'll mention autonomy. Somehow, when there's a task that we have to do, it often feels like a chore. But those same things, when we want to do them, feel totally fine. That same activity can be dreaded or loved just based on whether you feel like it's your choice. I see this all the time with note-taking in meetings. When someone assigns you to be the note-taker, it feels like an administrative task, and nobody wants to do it. But when a meeting leader asks for someone to volunteer to help take notes, it might not be the first thing you jump to raise your hand for, but on occasion, it feels nice to help out. Now, I'm not going to go any deeper into autonomy because I did a whole episode on it. So if you haven't listened to episode five, Providing Autonomy That Works, I suggest you check it out. I go into autonomy in its multiple forms, and there's a free guide on my website that is really robust, and you can all get it for free. I'll put the link in the show notes, and it's associated with episode five. So when you combine purpose with that appropriate level of challenge with some fun, you've got an equation perfect for enjoyment. You can download the mini guide for free for this episode at mamieks.com slash podcast dash zero one one. And while you're there, if you haven't yet subscribed to my newsletter, you should because then you'll get every free mini guide delivered to your inbox along with each week's episode and blog article so you'll never miss any of this content. If you want the full guide, which has lots of questions for reflection and tips and approaches to help you increase the enjoyment in your team, join the Modern Manager community on Patreon. In addition to the guides, you'll get other benefits like coaching calls with me, a Modern Manager water bottle, and other perks depending on your membership level. So go to patreon.com slash modernmanager to learn more. Lastly, if you found this episode useful, please leave a rating or a review. This helps others find the podcast and know it's worth listening to. And we all benefit when there are more rockstar managers in the workforce. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager, you're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.